Welcome back to episode 18 of the Vancouver Boys podcast. Once again, I will be your host this week, and I'm joined by Tyler Erlinson. Yo, yo, yo. And Marcus Keller. What's going on, everybody? So, so much to get into this week. We're going to get into free agency. We're going to get into all the moves made by our local team, the Vancouver Canucks. And, of course, plenty more to talk about this week. And a new special segment this week that we're going to start, interviewing a fan. We have a fan call in. And we're going to talk to them all about what they think about a special topic. I think what's more exciting is just that we have a fan at all. Yeah, <laughs> well. I'm happy about that. We have lots of fans, but we, we got, appreciate we, more. <laughs> we appreciate one fan getting. And when we get to that segment, then we'll uh, talk a little bit more about it. But before we get into anything, let's start off this episode with our fake sponsor. Take it away, Marcus. Alrighty, well, for everyone listening out there, our fake sponsor is just a placeholder for a real sponsor, which we think we will someday be successful enough to attain. Uh, if you are looking for any sponsorship opportunities, you can always contact us on Instagram at Vancouver Boys Podcast, on TikTok at Vancouver Boys Podcast, newly on Twitter at Da Vancouver Boys. D-A Vancouver Boys. Wait, fucking why? <laughs> why? Well, yeah, some da baby knockoff like, <laughs> fan account? <laughs> no, because Twitter only lets you have a 15 character limit on okay. your handle. And Vancouver Boys was already taken. So I could add two more, but not three. So I couldn't say the Vancouver Boys. <laughs> so I went like with the Vancouver Boys. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think we really want to be going, naming ourselves after DaBaby yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah, not right now. Let's not get into yeah. that. Let's not get and into I think that. we're too white to do that anyway. <laughs> okay, but right. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, we are. <laughs> we have a bunch Vancouver of social board. media handles. We have Linktree now. Just click on it. It's on all of yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. Go, go to our Instagram. Go to our bio. Click on there. And then you can find all our socials. Yo, we got a Linktree? Yeah, we I added that. Hey, man, today. we're official, man. Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> yeah. This is a real thing now. Yeah, I mean, we've been doing this yeah. for like, what, four months now? April, May, June, July. What like, about we, that? we've been doing this long enough yeah. that this is a real podcast with a fake sponsor. Speaking of <laughs> which, I think it's time we get into that. You sound like you're trying to convince us this is a real podcast. <laughs> I'm to convince our listeners. Yeah. Um, anyway, speaking yeah, man, of fake it. sponsors, this week's fake sponsor of the Vancouver Boys podcast is. The new Fast and Furious movie, F9. Much like John Tortorella's career, every time you think it's over, a new weird chapter starts. Fast and Furious. I don't know what this is anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well done, man. Thanks. Yeah. And alluding to something that we'll have to talk about later on. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into that. But what's crazy is that's a pretty small headline for this week. Yeah, man. Crazy There's shit. A this lot week. to get into. I guess. Um, most episodes, including this one, all start the same way. Um, we will recap the week that was for the Vancouver Canucks. So, um, man, like where to even start? Um, I guess I'll just quickly throw this out there. The Schmidt trade to Winnipeg. What do we think? Brutal. <laughs> Brutal. Brutal for who? For us. Yeah? Yeah, I mean, everyone ragged on Schmidt. I think he was better than what people thought. I mean, he wanted out for sure, but I definitely think we could have got more than a third. I don't know. I mean, the, the thing is, other GMs can use leverage that we got him for a third a year ago, and there could be argument that he underperformed this year. Whether or not you agree with it, the argument's there to be made. So I'm actually pretty happy that Benning was able to get what we paid for an asset when it was known that he wanted out. Yeah, but I mean, they stole him out of Vegas. I think he was worth more than what they had to pay to get him. He was, he was a cap dump two years in a row. Both years worth a third round pick. Yeah. Um, they acquired uh, Jason Dickinson from the Dallas Stars for a third round pick. Pretty good trade. Yeah. So pretty much Schmidt for... <laughs> pretty much Schmidt for Dickinson. Schmidt for Dickinson. Essentially, yeah. yeah. I think Dickinson's going to be our third line center going forward. And I think he's going to play that role pretty well. well. That bumps Sutter down to the fourth slot, which is where he probably should be. Well, let's see how much Dickinson gets in uh, arbitration right now first. But yeah, hopefully it's not a lot. Yeah. yeah, we got plenty of players going to arbitration, which we'll get to later as well. Lots of stuff that we'll get to, but we will. Uh, something that went kind of a little bit under the radar lately, but we should definitely touch on too, is that uh, Michael Furland officially announced his retirement. That's good. 
He's what? off the books now, right? Holy <laughs> shit, man. Let's just get right into it. I was it. just going to rip on people like you for saying that. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, fuck him. Get him out of here. I'm glad to see him go. Sakes, <laughs> Enjoy your CTE. <laughs> Honestly, I feel bad for the guy. I do. But I didn't like the pickup to begin with. So in that sense, I'm happy he's gone, but not in the way that he's gone. We'll put it that yeah. way. Okay. I mean, I, I can't help but feel for the guy. He's a young dad, uh, you know, going through concussion-like symptoms. And that's something if you push yourself too hard, you can end up really paying a consequence. So I'm glad he had the wherewithal to call it when he did. I think that was the smart decision for himself and his family. And I, uh, I wish him all the best. Plenty more trades and moves uh, to get through. Uh, next, I want to get your guys' take on the Connor Garland signing. $4.9 million for the next five years. Years, Tyler. You mentioned last week that you thought he was going to get something in the neighborhood of four million. What do you think about this? I'm okay with it. Right now, people are probably going to look at it and see it as being a little steep. But I think he's just going to prove himself. He's going to get put on a line where he can get the opportunities to prove himself, where he doesn't have to play first line minutes. So he'll get the second line minutes, and he'll he'll be a solid player. Um, and then you'll see moving down the contract, it's going to look a lot more appeasing. Yeah, I mean, right now. the contract I would be a lot more okay with if it was, I, I wish, I know this is a situation where they gave him term and they paid him a bit more money for it, but I really wish they would have maybe kept the contract the season shorter and knocked off even a few hundred thousand off of the AAV or AVV. AAV. AAV. Right. Average annual value. Yes, thank you. Uh, just because we have some really important signings coming up the line here with Hughes and Pedersen. I mean, every dime counts right now. So uh, I, I wish they could have kept it shorter. But at the end of the day, I do like the player. And I think he's going to be a great fit, hopefully, on the Horvat line. Do you think that he helps uh, make the team a playoff team, though? I think so. Like, do you think in the future this team will kind of move closer, closer towards being a better team because he's on it? Or do you think it's just kind of like an indifferent move that won't really change too, too much uh, in terms of the outlook of the team? No, I, I think this is uh, I think this is a really good. He's going to be a big help. Uh, he's the same age as Horvat, so he's kind of going to age with the core of the team. He'll get good with it. He could get worse when the team gets worse and passes its peak. But really, we're not worried about that. We're worried about getting to the top of the mountain right now. And uh, I think he could be in pretty well the prime of his career when we get to that point. So I, I think this is a huge help for us. Yeah, I agree, hundred percent. Mainly just because it puts slots him onto the second line. And that gives you an opportunity for Hoglander and Podkosen to just run every third line in mm -hmm. the NHL. If they can start performing, you you have an unreal third line with uh, with them and Dickinson. I yeah. don't see I don't see the why the Canucks would ever have an issue rolling three lines just nonstop. So yeah, that line yeah, would have solid depth. Yeah, that line would have decent grit and a great scoring touch to it. So oh, yeah. I, I think that'd be awesome. I guess, like, more news that isn't really news about the Canucks this week is the fact that they still haven't signed, uh, up until today at least, when we're recording, they haven't signed Hughes and Pedersen and uh, risk of arbitration. From what I know, the teams are not close to a deal. Uh, it, it's going to be a bit, it sounds like this could even run through to training camp. Uh, but what I've heard, though, is that the negotiations are still going well. Even though they're not close, both sides are in contact all the time. It seems like there's not a lot of fighting or arguing, which a lot of times there is. It's really just two sides who believe they deserve different numbers. And there's a lot to be talked about, too, because this isn't the Canucks saying, well, we don't think Pedersen or Hughes is worth that much. It's more about how much money do we have, right? And who else do we need to sign? What other pieces does this team need? And are they willing to take maybe a small pay deduction to be on a more successful team? And uh, about the term with that. And I guess just to kind of tidy up the whole arbitration thing for the Canucks, uh, you levy Dickinson and Breezebois all going to arbitration as well. So lots of players going to arbitration for the Canucks. Hopefully you levy gets league minimum. <coughs> yeah, I'm I'm really not that big on you levy. I know Benning seems almost desperate to defend his stance on on uh, taking him as early as we did in the draft. Um, but really, I, I think at the moment, uh, Jack Rathbone, who's only played a few NHL games, is a more NHL-ready player. I think Ulevi could be uh, on the sidelines a lot next year. Yeah, he's probably the seventh defenseman next year. I think so. It'll be b probably between him and Brad Hunt competing for a spot. Yeah. 
just a quick sidestep from all the Canucks talk because, you know, Tyler and I have teams that we follow too. Um, Sanford, Zach Sanford. He signed a one-year two mil. What do you think? I guess it's a decent contract. I've never really been a fan of Sanford. He's a tall, lanky guy that doesn't use his size or weight very well. Yeah. But, I mean, I guess you need players. Yeah. So. And he's not an impact player like Thomas or Kairou, which he's no, kind of lumped in with. Kairou just signed. He did, yeah. And I don't care how much money you give Kairou. You can pay him $20 million <laughs> a year. I love Boy. that man to death. Well, fortunately for you, they can save about $17 million <laughs> off what you would have paid him because <laughs> he's only making 2.8 for the next two years, which I think that's, is a, that's fair. It's a solid contract, right? Yeah. Especially with last year, he put up some pretty good numbers. So yeah, I think two point eight is a good deal for him. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. And uh, for me, Dante Fabro just signed a little bit less than two point eight. He's two point four AAV for the next two years, which I'm feel this. I feel about the same way about Dante Fabro as you do about uh, Jordan Cairo. I think uh, you'd pay him twenty million. <laughs> I would not. Well, <laughs> if it meant hanging on to him, I'd pay him twenty million for a year and then pay him what he's worth for the rest of his. Uh, career, but no, I just I love Dante Fabro. I think the Preds do such a good job of developing young defensemen. Yeah, the only other player for me that's in arbitration right now is Soros for the Preds, and uh, his arbitration date is on the 18th. So I won't talk much about it because within the next week we'll know what he's making or yeah. we'll know what happens in arbitration. He's probably going to get two million less than he wants. You know, two that's, million two it, inches it, for fuck's sake, a million an inch. <laughs> God, you guys find ways to fucking just shoehorn that in you there. You can't have a take like that and not expect for it to live with you for the rest of your life. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but uh, speaking of Dante Fabro, so you think that contract's okay, right? 2.5 for two years? Or uh, yeah. 2.4? To be perfectly honest, I wouldn't have minded it to be like a four-year and pay him a little bit more because um, I think he's a he's a solid defenseman. He's going to be a top-four defenseman. And I, you know, I'd like them to be in good graces and I'd like to see him uh, locked up a little bit longer because I think... As soon as he comes out of this two-year deal, he's going to get a pretty big pay raise. Well, I'll tell you what then. Um, how about if you want a defenseman for 2.5 mil for the next four years, how about we give you Pullman, who Benning <laughs> thought it was a great idea to give a $10 million contract to, who has never had a good offensive season in his life, has been mediocre defensively. Uh, I'll take that trade if you want a <laughs> defenseman at that price at that term. I think it's all yours. Fair. You can have Tucker Pullman. <laughs> and you can fuck off. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, I'd rather have a bag I, of hockey pucks than I, Tucker Pullman. Yeah, it makes sense. And I I'm, mean, I'm, defensemen that get like well, he was in Winnipeg, right? The def- yeah, was it? Yeah, defensemen that get like rejected by Winnipeg probably aren't good defensemen considering they have none. No, I I, I don't get it. I mean, what are you was, talking about? They got Nate Schmidt. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's too bad because Benning, the OEL trade aside, I can get over that. His free agency, that's been his big problem, and he did great. He did great except for this one contract, and and it's just, what, what are you thinking? You know, you have players that can fill that role already. This isn't really providing a new thing for us that we don't already have someone that they can do. You know, I, I don't understand what the mentality was behind not only getting the player in the first place, but for that term and for that money. I, I don't get it. I can understand why he'd want to acquire a defenseman like Pullman. The amount of money and term just, yeah, you're totally right. doesn't make any sense. But you know what makes it make even less sense? It's the signing that happened parallel to that with Luke Shen. Yeah. He signed Luke Shen too. Like you only need one of those guys. Yeah, and then you got Luke Shen in basically league minimum. It was 850. Yeah. But like it just doesn't make any sense to me. So, like, what, what does that look like for Benning if Shen outplays Pullman? What does that look like? Don't think you'll have to worry about that. No. Pullman's a better defenseman, but not by much. But that's not by just two million. It. When when you're splitting hairs and the pay raise in term is that different, like, yeah. come open your eyes. There's yeah. better alternatives. Yeah, he made he just made so, so much of a splash in free agency and throughout that whole week. Um, and then to, to pretty much wrap up the week, signing the second round draft pick to his ELC already. Um, I like it. Yeah, well, Danila? Yeah, uh, Kl- Klimovich. So yeah, they, yeah, they ended up signing their second round pick. Guy looks fire though. His sniper. Is he? I'm actually very excited about this. He's the first player from that draft class to sign his NHL contract. 
That means he's the best. <laughs> oh, clearly. Yeah. Get on first, your last, baby. Aturati, who is he? We got this dude. I never heard of Danila Klimovich. Yeah. He looks dope. He, I think he's going to be great. I think it's going to be really good for Pod Colson and him to have, you know, another, a fellow Russian on the team. Not a Russian. He's Belarusian. Same thing. <laughs> From the country of Belarus? No, I just had a, it's It's not the same thing. I just had a misunderstanding. What do you mean same thing? <laughs> <laughs> I, sorry, I just thought he was Russian. I didn't. <laughs> Okay. Once you get over international waters, I'm clueless. <laughs> okay. Well, then <laughs> that doesn't surprise us. The continent us. of Africa is going to be a shock to you, my friend. <laughs> Wait, what? No, just kidding. <laughs> That's how we tell if you're a local boy or not. If you're from across an ocean. <laughs> anyway, you can see water. You're probably local. Yeah, certified local boy. But no, he he was saying that he'll play in the AHL if he has to. But he's confident that he can make the NHL right out of camp. I mean, Legend. I, I'd <laughs> love it. Him. I'd yeah, love it if that hey. was true. Carry that confidence with you, buddy. That'll work out for you. But man, it looks like for the first time in a long time, our roster at training camp is going to have some healthy competition. Sh- should we put them on the first line? Like, I mean, that's what we do with most people as soon as we get them for whatever just, reason. Just full send, put this guy on the first line, drop Miller down to the second line. Actually, I'm, drop Besser. Yeah, I mean, Besser and Klimovich are probably going to be similar players. Why the hell not? Yeah, on the first line. On the first line. It'd be interesting. Be- Pearson on the fourth line. Everyone yeah. says they don't want to break up. Just uh, cut Pearson, honestly. I, if that contract was part of this offseason, I would say that's the worst thing Benning had done this offseason. But he didn't. He did it midseason. But <laughs> I, I, Yeah. Did it in, like, April. Yeah, I, d- no I don't sense. understand why he thought he had to do that. He basically made him untradeable, too, without either giving up more prospects or retaining salary. I, I don't understand why he signed that contract. Maybe yeah. he knows something that we don't. Well. He must know a lot that we don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Before we turn this into the entire Vancouver Canucks podcast episode, because we got a lot of other stuff around the league to get to. There's other teams? There, there, <laughs> believe it or not, there are 31 other teams. Um there's only a few more pieces of Canucks news that we should try to tidy up before we get moving on. The first one being, uh, well, I guess we can talk about them both at the same time. Two more players signed by the Canucks, Yaroslav Halak and Brandon Sutter resigning. Halak, $1.5 million for a year, and Brandon Sutter, $1 million for one year. I have no issues with either one of these signings. Halak, yeah. fantastic backup. I think he would... He'll look good behind Demko. If Demko needs a break, Halak somebody you can throw in the net and not have to worry about them putting a million pucks in the net. Um, Sutter, I still think Sutter's a great player. He's a great role model to that team. So to bring him back on such a cheap contract, I, I have no issues with it at all. Yeah, and he wants to be there, right? Exactly. Yeah. And I think the big thing that, like, I like about it, and I'm sure a lot of other fans like about it, is one-year deals, you can almost never go wrong. A one-year deal, in my opinion, on, like, obviously a, a weaker player in the NHL or someone that isn't, like, someone you want to hang on to for a long time, great. Yeah, I really like the Sutter and Halak contracts. I mean, Halak, Tyler pretty much said it all. He's going to be a really good backup. I think, you know, if Demko gets injured, you can slide him into the number one spot in a pinch for a little while. Uh, obviously, he's not a solid starter, but he's a great guy to lean on for Demko. Um, and Sutter is going to be the fourth center, I think. I think Dickinson's going to beat him out there for the third center spot, but that's where Sutter should be, and he's a good player. The only reason people were ragging on him before was because he was getting paid too much. Now that he's not, he's a great veteran leader on that team, and he's going to be great at the fourth center spot. And uh, the Canucks also picked up Spencer, uh, what's his name? Spencer Martin. <clears throat> yeah. Who's that? Well, very excited about it. <laughs> well, no, I'm just saying because you mentioned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very huge that. huge um, signing, huge trade. Stanley Cup, here we come. <laughs> well, no, because you mentioned in case Demko goes down with injury, then they can bring in Demko, slide up um, either Michael DiPietro or Spencer Martin. Yeah. Hopefully, DiPietro is ready for some NHL time this year. I'd really like to see him get at least a few games in. I feel bad for him. Last year, he lost a lot of development. He didn't play a game for over 365 days. Yeah. So that's a little nerve-wracking, but he was with Ian Clark, who's a trusted goaltending coach, so we'll hope that that sticks with him. 
Well, I think that about does it for the Canucks news for this week. Finally. Yeah. Um, but uh, now into some other things and uh, maybe some stuff to make you Canucks fans out there feel a bit better about yourselves. Uh, we now have Jake's segment, the goof of the week. Oh, yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Every fucking <laughs> We need to move into like the green we, one. We or need something. to make that a different it's, button. It's purple. <laughs> all right, guys, it's purple. Just click the purple button. <laughs> the buttons are too close together and the colors are too similar. We <laughs> yeah, like exactly. to Click yeah. the purple, please. <laughs> What a goof! Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right, welcome to my segment, The Goof of the Week, where I scour the internet and try to find a sports-related story that just has someone completely embarrassing themselves and making a goof of themselves. And this week's Goof of the Week is La Liga, the soccer league in Spain. And the reason being is because this league decided to change their salary cap situation and made it so that Barcelona could no longer afford Lionel Messi. And so now he'll be headed elsewhere, probably to a different league, to make a lot more money. And uh, yeah. And the way that I kind of like uh, equivocate this to the NHL is it would be it would be like if the NHL just changed the salary cap and made it so that the Edmonton Oilers could no longer afford McDavid. So they had to just like release him. And then he went to like the KHL. Yeah, awful, awful marketing. I, I I couldn't believe that when I read it. This is like the... Is it debatable that he's the best soccer player on the planet right now? No, it's, it's not. He is. Okay. So, well... What? Like Neymar? Cristiano Ronaldo? Oh, give me a break. The guy's like 36. So is Messi. <laughs> no, Messi's 34. He's two years younger than him. Well, Cristiano Ronaldo's in better shape. That's debatable. I think, well... Whatever. We're not a soccer podcast. <laughs> but the fact if of the you, matter if is... If you hadn't figured that out yet, we're not soccer people. <laughs> yeah, the fact of the matter is is that, yeah, Lionel Messi is not playing in Barcelona next year because of the league. I mean, I, I'm not going to pretend to know how each individual soccer league works at salary cap because I, I have no idea. I, I don't understand how it works. I barely understand the NHL salary cap. But... <laughs> Getting well, I, I can tell you Jim Benning doesn't understand the salary cap. <laughs> no one but. does. Which, oh, funny enough, it went up, which no one thought it was yeah. going to. Granted, it only went up like 500 k but still, yeah. it went up this year or next year. Well, one way or another, forget the salary cap. Marketing-wise for this league, what an idiotic mistake that, that they did that. That they, they couldn't have created some clause where existing contracts or existing players are allowed to re-up their contracts or something like that. There has to have been a way to have done this without kicking arguably right now, maybe arguably, <laughs> the best soccer player on the planet, not only off the team, but possibly out of the league. It never made sense to me why soccer was a collection of leagues. You know, it just doesn't make sense to me because there's always like the same teams that win their prospective league and then they go to the Champions League. Imagine if Barcelona was playing against like the Vancouver Whitecaps. Yeah, well, they probably are. I guess some of the like low budget teams in Spain that can't afford anyone, so they I, might as well be the I, Vancouver Whitecaps. I still Whitecaps. think the low budget teams would thump the <laughs> Whitecaps. <laughs> I'm convinced that my little sister's team could thump the Whitecaps. They have not been good for a long time. Yeah. True. But rooting for them, always root for the it local teams. It sucks, too, because, like, they got that one good player, Alfonso Davies. Uh, yeah. And then no, he's no, like... No, no, he left. Yeah, he <laughs> left. <laughs> it's like, even when they do get good, it's like, eh, I'm just going to take off for Europe because I'm good enough, too. I'll admit, I've only been to four or five Whitecaps games in my life, but, like, COVID's made me rethink how I'm going to do that from now on. Like, I'm going to enjoy everything. I'm going to go to a couple Lions games, a couple Whitecaps games per season. I want to make sure that I get out there and, and be part more part of the local sports community. I love it. It's such a good atmosphere. Yeah. See, if I wanted to watch people run around and not score for 90 minutes, I would just take my friends to the bar. <laughs> 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 not your friends on the podcast. Yeah, no, no, your other friends, right? You guys are relationships. <laughs> I was avoiding you guys. Thank you for that, Tyler. <laughs> yeah, thanks for that. <laughs> anyway, yeah, there you go. Biggest goof of the week, La Liga. I think the only thing worse than uh, Tyler's friends trying to hit on people at the bar is probably the Evander Kane situation. Oh my god, what a segue. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, dude. <laughs> 
Oh man. Jesus Christ. Yeah, so, that's, uh, <laughs> yeah. All right, let's uh, let's dive right into that mountain of shit. <laughs> I guess, um, yeah. I guess for those who are unaware, uh, it came out this week that Evander Kane. Um, well, two things really. One is currently or was in Europe partying while his house with his pregnant wife, soon to be ex-wife, was getting repossessed. And that he was betting on San Jose Sharks games and then... Allegedly throwing throwing them. Exactly. Allegedly throwing the games for for his own profit with his bookies. Well, I mean, hey, he's got to make his money back, right? Yeah, holy (laughs) shit. But, like, fucking... Guy was making, what, like, six million a year? Uh, I think it was more than that. Was it? Jesus. And he has to rely on bets with bookies. In order yeah. to make it like holy, you know, something happened. Well, here, I'll, this is a bit of a hot take, but I've said this before, and I haven't fully gotten a great explanation. You for about it to yet. defend Evander Kane? Not even close. Hell yeah, brother! Um, <laughs> Go for it, man. Yeah, local boy, local no, boy, no, local, not local boy. boy, local boy. Not He's a certified local boy. Where is he from? He played for the Vancouver Giants, wasn't he from uh, East Van? Yeah, dude, I am on count. team. Bat- he doesn't count. He's the only player we've ever brought up that's actually from the city of Vancouver and not the surrounding nope. area. He, I've revoked Evander Kane's <laughs> local boy status. I think the Canucks should trade for him. Oh my god! Of course you do. Six by six, nah, nine by nine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's literally from the city of Vancouver. You can't get much more local to Vancouver than being from literally Vancouver. Now. No, okay, all right. I, I've revoked his local. My status. God, how the tables have turned here. <laughs> but, but yeah, so Price, six million. On the other hand, it's local. Fuck off with that. Man. So, so this take that I was. <laughs> Fuck these things. Fuck. That must be the hardest punch you've ever thrown in your life. Holy shit! Fuck. I just saw that out of the corner of my eye. That thing went fucking flying. Yeah, I'm stupid. <laughs> you gonna buy you a new mic? Oh, I need to buy me a mouth guard. <laughs> Nobody can see, but Jake just punched himself in the face. <laughs> Took his mic oh, out man. too. Yeah, I got excited. <laughs> He's like Evander Kane to Vancouver. Hell yeah, brother! <laughs> Okay. Let me imitate my favorite player. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. So this thing I was going to bring up earlier. Yeah, go for it. Um, was that I think if you are betting uh, on uh, NHL, if you're an NHL player betting on NHL games, I think so long as you're not playing in the game you're betting on, I don't see a problem with it. That's the thing. Like, if I'm a, you know, a Canucks player, right? Say I'm uh, Elias Pettersson. Oh, you're lucky. I know. <laughs> uh, well, so anyway, so I'm Elias Pettersson, and there's a, you know, Montreal-Boston game going on. Some friend approaches me and says, hey, bet you a thousand bucks that Montreal wins this game. And Pettersson says, sure, you're on. What's the harm in that? I don't get it. Like, you're not, I just don't understand why that, like, I get betting on your own team to lose and then playing like shit <laughs> is, is wrong. I get that. But like, if you're betting on other things and admittedly, I don't know that that's what Kane was doing, but like, is that a problem? No, he was betting on himself to lose. <laughs> oh, I, I'm fully aware. I'm fully yeah, aware. I'm, I'm surprised he didn't shoot it in his own net. <laughs> yeah. He was like, betting on Martin Jones to let in four goals a game. <laughs> it makes me want to look back at like, I mean, I would have bet on that too. <laughs> that almost makes me want to look at like, and there's not a lot of things that make me want to look at San Jose Sharks game footage, but like, this is one of those things where like, I really want to go back and kind of see like, even just down to his board battles, like, is he trying? You know, is he letting guys go by him? Or is there maybe games where you could trace back that he bet on himself to win? And maybe he's playing like some crazy God level player. Like, I mean, I don't think you're going to find much of that. But I I mean, I I really wonder how much that changed his game. Say Eric Carlson must be betting on them to lose too. (laughs) (laughs) That that whole franchise, man, is just... They're messed up. Is this just the next Ottawa Senators? I mean, really, not not only with having Carlson on it, but like just having the team kind of imploding (laughs) in just in a just weird fashions that you wouldn't think would happen. Yeah, right. Well, but they've they've been bad for two consecutive years now, and I don't think they're getting any better anytime soon because, like I've mentioned before, they have contracts that are garbage that last until the end of time and virtually no prospects. 
Well, that's not true. They did pick pretty high this year, so they're slowly starting to recoup them. Right, but this was a weak draft, and if that's all you're banking on, like you, if you are yeah. down in the depths that the Sharks are in, you need to have a really good prospect pool to keep fans around to say, hey, you know, we're bad now, but soon we'll be good. Look at this young guy we have coming up. Yeah. They don't even have that right now. Well, then now. one might even say this might be the Buffalo Sabres. Oof. Oof. But yeah, no, the Buffalo Sabres at least had high level draft picks. They, yeah. they just didn't pan out. They're the goof yeah. of the decade. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So Vander Kane. What? Do you oh do? yeah, I didn't mention this before, but I figured it would be too easy to make him the goof of the week. So I just kind of you know ignored him while I was looking. But I've also heard that um, some reports came out that they were trying to trade him. Obviously, but crazy. Do you, but do you guys think like? What team, other than the Montreal Canadiens, because that's too easy of an answer, were, would be willing to take on the PR nightmare that is Evander Kane? Vancouver. No, no you, I, I don't. You know that. what? I got to say, of all the things Vancouver does poorly, one of the things they do pretty well is they tend to get good character guys. And when someone has a bad character reputation, they get rid of them pretty quickly. Looking back, as far as I can think, you have Zach Cassian, right? He had Legend. Some, yeah. He, as, <laughs> as soon as he had attitude issues, they shipped him out. Yeah. And Jake, Jake Vertanen. Yeah, I guess I skipped over that one, didn't I? <laughs> yeah. But kind of the obvious one. Same Ryan, thing. Ryan Kessler. Uh, yeah. That one wasn't as bad, but still, all Fuck these. Corey wife. Oh, okay. That kind of happened. But <laughs> definitely happened. That definitely I don't happen. know if this tangent you're on really goes anywhere. Hiya. <laughs> just. Okay, easy no, now. <laughs> but seriously, all these players, yes, we had them, but we also got rid of them immediately and shipped them off to other players. I can't think of a time where we've taken in a player that had attitude issues or reputation issues, right? We've Zach got Cassian? He didn't have that yet when he came here, though. Maybe, I guess. I, the Ro- I guess the Roxy kind of did that to him. It did, but that was in <laughs> Vancouver. That's my point. We ruin players. We don't take ruined players. Fair. Um, Maybe that's what ruined... Evander Kane was growing up in Vancouver. Probably. You said he was from East Van, right? He's, well, I can't find his fucking address, but he's from Vancouver. Okay. Um, <laughs> he's from the downtown east side. <laughs> Grew up on the street. No, I don't think so. Yeah, anyway. It, yeah. A rough life. No. Anyway, um, let's head into break. But uh, we, got, we got plenty of content coming up. Oh, yes, we do. Yeah. And uh, new segment. On the other half of the break. That's right. So stick around for the 15 seconds that our break is for you guys. (laughs) Enjoy the music. This week's episode of the Vancouver Boys is brought to you by the new Fast and Furious movie, F9. Much like John Tortorella's career... As soon as you think it's over, a new weird chapter arises. Fast and Furious. I don't know what this is anymore. All right, welcome back from break, everyone. Um, To start the second half, we're going to start out a, uh, a new segment on the show. Yeah, we are. So earlier uh, this week, we put out a story on our Instagram at Vancouver Boys Podcast, where we uh, are pretty active, and we asked you guys who follow us and our listeners of the podcast if they wanted to call in and be a part of the show. And so we got a bunch of replies, and we hope to have as many of you guys on as we can. But if you want to be uh, featured on the show, just send us a DM, and uh, we'll see if we can fit you in somewhere. So our first caller is Adam, a uh, longtime listener of the podcast. He's been listening since the very beginning. Adam's a huge Vegas Golden Knights fan, or at least he was, up until the flurry trade. And Adam, uh, why don't you give us your take on the Chicago Blackhawks trading for your favorite player? <laughs> so when Vegas was a team and flurry went went to Vegas, I was like, okay, because I never really had a favorite team until flurry left Pittsburgh. And when he went there, it's a fresh team. He's my favorite goalie in the whole, like in all the NHL, and I thought he was going to retire there, but nope, seems not going to happen now. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Um, the trade ended up being pretty small, and Vegas got a pretty weak return, third round pick, right? No futures. No, they got a. Was, I forget. What they it got was. a a no name player basically, in my, uh, as I see it. 
I think what they did to Fleury and that was really dirty, to be honest, especially for a three-time Stanley Cup winner and a Vezina Trophy winner for your team. See, I loved that uh, that meme that was going around where he had the two knives in his back. Yeah. <laughs> they had, which like, They had, like, DeBoer's name on them and, like, the management's name. Which I reposted on my Instagram. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Okay. I don't know why they would. I don't know why they would trade him. He was definitely the better goalie. Leonard, in my opinion, is just an awful tendee. So, I completely agree. I don't know why the Vegas Knights ex- made a four-year deal with Leonard instead of re-making a deal with Flurry first. Yeah, it didn't make any sense to me. But um, I hate Pete DeBoer. <laughs> I don't think he is terrible. He's a terrible coach. Well, in my opinion, more than that, what, what troubles me is like, like you said, he's a Stanley Cup champion of Vesna Winder. Like, I get all that. You know, talented players get traded all the time, but he's not just any Vesna winner. He's last season's Vesna winner, and they traded him for essentially nothing. Yeah, it's kind of different than like the PK Subban trade, where PK Subban was like three or four years removed from winning the Vesna. Or the Norris. Man, if you he know? won the Vesna too, that's a <laughs> huge accomplishment for PK. I love how Jake oh. can just bring a Nashville thing. <laughs> if we're talking hockey, I will bring up Nashville at some point. Oh, but, oh but, for sure. But seriously, what is the lowest return ever on a Vesna caliber goalie of that previous season? Not is to this mention it? like... Oh, it has to be. Like, it's for futures. It's for nothing. They gave him up for nothing. For cap relief. Much. Not to mention, like, the way, he, the way he found out is he had to find out on Twitter, which I find absolutely disrespectful. Like, a slap in the face for an all-star goalie like him that he's got to look on Twitter and not be called or, like, text is saying, listen, we're trading you. Like, like well, that's, that, in my mind, is disrespectful to do that to, especially a player of his, his, um, his caliber. Yeah, and it wasn't like a shotgun deal. You know, it wasn't just like um, Chicago was making them a huge offer and they're like, but we want Flurry now. It was... Vegas going to Chicago and saying, "Hey, we want to get rid of Flurry." <laughs> oh my! Yeah, it was. It was. I, I was pretty disappointed in that for sure. I I couldn't believe they do that, and now I'm kind of on the fence of if I'm even going to cheer for them anymore because I, I find that really sleazy, especially when the last season they they started Leonard over him in playoffs, which I think was another slap in the face to him. My my favorite thing was when they put Leonard in and they got lit up like seven <laughs> one. Yeah, like, loved it. It was like game one, round two. Yeah, against Colorado. Colorado. I loved every second of it. <laughs> so I guess that leaves me with this question then, Adam. Does this mean that you are gonna move from being a VGK fan to being a Chicago Blackhawks fan? Probably not. I, I'm just gonna be a. I think I'm just gonna be a Flurry fan, to be honest. Like I just cheer for Flurry. I thought the Vegas was a good route to go when they're a brand new team coming in the league. And then he was on it, but now I'm not going to jump on the bandwagon of Chicago, especially if they do really good <laughs> with Seth Jones on their team now, too. I mean, hey, St. Louis is always looking for more fans. <laughs> Vancouver has enough. I'd actually like to get rid of some of ours if that's okay. <laughs> yeah, I bet you would. <laughs> awesome. There's a few thousand I can think of from a few years ago that maybe I wish weren't fans, did some things, did some stuff. Let's start a riot. Start a riot. That's great. Yeah. Well, I mean, there is another new team coming into the league next year. Maybe you can uh, get on that bandwagon early. What do you think? Yeah, Seattle. Um, I don't know. I didn't – they just don't have a number one player, I think, right now. Like, they just got Everly, like, what? Everly's, like, their, one of their, like, top offensemen. He's not even a number one. They got – I think they got to go for – at least like trade somebody or like do something to get like a solid offenseman, like a star. Yeah, I agree. I wouldn't mind seeing them go after Eichel. <laughs> trade but, uh, five yeah. first rounders and try to get Eichel. Yeah, catch me at the crack house. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess as a, a VGK fan too, then what did you think about them trading out Ryan Reeves? Well, funny enough, Ryan Reeves is my second favorite player on the fucking Vegas Knights. <laughs> well, Sorry for my yeah. language. Sorry for my language, but I love Reeves because he he is not a goal scorer, of course not, but he he is one of the toughest players in the NHL, if not the toughest, and he is out there sticking up for his team, and he works hard every night, and I like him. I like his play style. Yeah, I loved Reeves, especially when he was in St. Louis. Yeah. And then St. Louis <laughs> traded him for a first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, this is... This is bittersweet, but uh, no, I definitely, definitely one of those guys you definitely want on your team, and 
not on the other side. <laughs> yeah, well, that's probably why they traded him to, like, the geographical farthest point on the map they could. <laughs> like, who are we only going to see twice this year? New York Rangers? Sure, send him there for, like, a third. Man, <laughs> Adam, I got to say, I don't think I've ever met anyone who, within the span of a week, had their favorite team trade their two favorite players on said team for a third and future considerations. <laughs> I, I really don't think I've ever met anyone going through that before. So my heart goes out to you, Adam. <laughs> Well, I appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's you can send me bad. flowers later if you want. Like just, just like a little heart warmer. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, yeah we'll it's right really sucked. That. It's really sucked to be honest. <laughs> I did like Vegas a lot, and it's just like it's just the way they traded like Flurry that really like upset me a lot. Like if they just traded him and told him, but then Flurry coming out saying that he found it on Twitter that he was traded. Yeah, I just can't get over that. I can't get over that. I can't believe you would do that to. The goalie of his stature, like, if it was, like, a new guy, then that's fine. It happens. But, like, a goalie of that caliber and who's been in the league for so long, like, y- you just don't do that. Yeah, definite future Hall of Famer, that's for sure. Oh, of course. I mean, the guy has, for what, sure. like, a 15-season streak of making it to the postseason? It's yeah. insane. Yeah. All right, yeah. so who, who's your third favorite player on that <laughs> Yeah, team? who's just, the next player that's getting <laughs> traded? Just so we can get the scoop on who's, who's leaving. I bet it was Cody Glass. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, hey, if you want to be a Nashville fan, you got Cody Glass. <laughs> well, I'm I like William Carlson a lot, and I like I liked I liked Mark Chisot a lot too. I like those two players on the Knights. There, I think they're I think they're fantastic players for the team. I could see neither one of them getting traded. <laughs> yeah, I would I would think they're they're safe bets. Are they enough to keep you a fan of the team, or do you think you're gonna have to move on from the VGK days? Um, I'll probably still like cheer for them and stuff like, but it's just like I just I just I don't know. It's just like a it's a little upsetting. It's upsetting and everything. But if they trade Marsh, so then I'm burning my fucking Vegas jersey <laughs> right right on the spot. No. <laughs> oh, well, it's been a blast having you on, man. Uh, thanks for being our inaugural caller. And uh, it was really fun getting to chat with you about Flurry and the Knights. And uh, if you're looking for a new team, you know, Preds, Preds <laughs> we'll are there. <laughs> Well, thank you guys. I appreciate it. Love the podcast. I listen to it at work every every week. That's awesome. awesome. Cool. Thanks, man. <laughs> Thanks for the support, thank buddy. Thank you. All right. Well, thank you for calling in, Adam. And uh, let's get on with the rest of the show. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, Tons of fun. So, yeah. So I like Adam. <laughs> Adam's good shit, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for calling in again, Adam. So there was um, some news that came out this week, which, I mean, I wasn't really totally surprised about. Because we kind of knew that this was happening kind of in the in the background. But um, now that we've got some some more news on it, it's a little bit more interesting. Jack Eichel, his camp came out and said, we expected a trade by now. This is ridiculous. And then they kind of spilled the beans on the situation that was going on. They talked about the injury. They talked about Buffalo's position on it. Um, and uh, yeah, what uh, what's your guys' take on this? I think that just brought Eichel's value down a lot. By them doing that. I think they really just tanked his value. I think they made it easier for Buffalo to trade him. I think a lot of teams are going to be calling now, but they're not going to be offering much because it's so obvious that he wants out. Even if he doesn't get traded, he's not going to play. He's basically made it known to the rest of the league that he is of no service to Buffalo anymore. So I don't think it's going to take as much as previously expected to get him out of there. Hmm. You, Levy, and Pearson. <laughs> hey, you, Levy went... Uh... Sixth overall. Exactly. It's not far. <laughs> it's right. Behind. Only four spots behind him. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, Buffalo is just an absolute dumpster fire. I mean, they also unloaded um, Sam Reinhart. Yep. To uh, Florida. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your favorite team. Yeah. What was the trade? So they got a first round draft pick and goaltender Devin Levi. Okay, cool, cool. Um, yeah, he was the goalie for the Team Canada this year, right? At the World Juniors? He sure was. What do you think? I like him. I think he's going to be a good goalie. They Florida doesn't need him because they have Spencer Knight. Yeah. Who's also, uh, he was American goaltender in that yeah, same right. tournament. Yeah, yeah, the Florida Panthers had both goalies. So they, <laughs> they had Canada's goaltender and Florida's. So plus Sergei Bobrovsky. So I'm, I think they're okay. <laughs> yeah, let's not forget. <laughs> yeah, Florida, Buffalo's just, just you know. Ridding all of their players and the fire sale. I have to mention uh, Rasmus Ristolainen too, right? I mean, in all fairness, it's exactly what Buffalo needs. They're acknowledging that there's nothing in this court that is going to work for them. 
So they're starting over. They're getting a high-end goalie prospect and a first-round pick. So I, I think that, you know, the value of the trade, you can argue it all day long, but at the end of the day, they're getting what they need to be getting out of it. Which is a fresh start. Yeah, a complete fresh start. And what looks to be a pretty good one. Yeah, I mean, Owen Power, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I mean, and him paired with Rasmus Dahlin could be one of the best defense pairings ever. You know, two first overall picks. We, you never know. They could be. They might not be. We'll, I guess we'll find out. At the very least, they're going to run the first and second power play units. Yeah, if that's the direction that they choose to go in. Uh, they should probably just put both of them on the first power play unit because they don't have any forwards left. <laughs> yeah, right. They are not putting four forwards <laughs> on that power play One unit. of them in the bumper position. Yeah. Freaking, you might you might have Devin Levi <laughs> playing in front of the other team's <laughs> net. <laughs> Screening the other tendy. Yeah, you might have that. Rasmus Dahlin starting center. <laughs> Wait, hang on. Clarify this rule for me, because you guys play hockey and I don't, but I follow it. So a goalie cannot handle or touch the puck on the other side of center, but can they go to the other side of center? Yes. Like because they, they have could just to, go up there and run interference if they wanted to. Okay, no, they can't do that. But they're they're allowed to skate over center to change. <laughs> yeah, like if but like what what what's the What's the call if they like skate across the blue line and they like start, you know, not it, they don't handle the puck? It's a penalty. It's a penalty, even if they don't touch the puck. It's a penalty? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's stupid. Also, like, just picture that in your mind. Like, how do you <laughs> I think know, a goalie? It looks hilarious. Oh, how the fuck do you think a goalie is going to like run picks on players? Like, they're huge. Yeah, but come on. <laughs> like, they can't catch up to them. It's fine. You pin a guy on the boards. You can do that. A goalie pinning a player to the boards. Look, this, go- league, this league wants more entertainment. That's entertainment. Yeah. yeah, outside of like Robin Leonard, I don't think any goalie could. <laughs> but that's just it. It doesn't need to be every goalie. You just need one guy to do it once. Highlight for life. <laughs> no Highlight kidding. for life. Wait, wasn't there a goalie that like a hip checked Nino? Need a rider a few years ago behind the net. Yeah. Um, I can't remember who it was. I think it was like Flurry or something. I remember a goalie, me. a goalie like tabletopped forward that was forechecking. It was hilarious. I'd love to see goalies get more involved in the play, That's but they I mean. can't. I think I goalies should Change be allowed to be hit. Rule. No, I don't agree with that at all. If so. they're in a certain zone, I think they should be able to get laid out. <laughs> you know what? I, I agree. agree. If it's across the other blue line, fine. <laughs> yeah. no, 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 no. If they're like if they're way out in the corner playing the puck, they should be fair game. I agree. I know a lot really? of goalies. I know it, a lot of goalies, and not all of them, but like a lacrosse, few of them. It's fair game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like they just they, it's, some goalies can sometimes just like act. Like they they're invincible, untouchable, and I oh, think, think some they're of them... tough until you freaking exactly. rattle their dome and scramble their head. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> they think they're tough until you put them in the morgue. They <laughs> <laughs> yeah, call them scrambled eggs after that. Yeah. But no, like some goalies need to be put in their place and realize like they're they're on the same level as the rest of the team. They're no better than anyone else. So I wouldn't I wouldn't mind seeing them get hit. I also I think agree. goalies should have to shoot in the shootout. What? No, no, wait. I bet you they can. They just no, don't because no. that's fucking stupid. No, hear me out. In in the IIHF, international hockey, you have to run, what is it, four different skaters, and then after that, you can do whoever you want. Yeah. I think it's five. No, it's, five. It's, I, it's, it's, I think it's five. Okay, it's four, four or five. It's around there. Okay. It's, we'll it's, say it's five it's, to make Jake it's happy. It's three. No, it's... It has to be five. It's three. It's three, and then you can keep running the same shooter. That's I what regret Oshie starting did. this conversation. That's what Oshi did. They, they I, yeah, but I thought three, they had to go through then, five oh, first. No, it was three, because that oh, shooter okay. only went seven rounds or eight rounds, and Oshi shot four times. Right. Okay. All right. Okay. So either way, the NHL doesn't have this. The NHL is you have to keep using different skaters until your roster is completely gone through. Merrick I Malik. think <laughs> at the end of that, <laughs> yeah, if, you go, yeah, if you go through a, whatever that ends up being, a It'd be more than that. It'd be like a 18, 19, the 19th round. If you are still going, the goalies have to shoot. Because worst case scenario, they both miss and it looks hilarious. And then you get the first guy you picked going up anyway. Best case scenario, you get the best NHL highlight to ever happen. <laughs> a goalie sniping in a shootout. Yeah, I, I could see Carey Price going Bar down. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. Wait, wait, do they have to use their they goal stick? They have to use their goal stick. Okay, well, then they're Hell never yeah. scoring. No, Carey Price is going to rip. I think they should get, like, the gloves of one of the forwards nope. with their, their twig and nope. then go up no there. No time for that. They have to go with the glove. That's ridiculous. <laughs> glove and blocker. You know what? We're in ridiculous territory. Why not? Okay. Exactly. <laughs> they got to go blindfolded, too. That's just it. I'm not saying I want to see a goal here. I want entertainment. I want to see something I'm never going to see again. 
Right. Wow. Only only slap shots from the blue line. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, everyone's gotta wind up and tee one up. You should do what they do in the all-star games. Just have the targets in each corner. You have to hit one from center. There you go. Turn the NHL into a circus, man. Why don't you? No, it's an elephants I, out I there. Hate those stupid targets that they use now. I like I don't want to sound like an old man here, but what was wrong with the styrofoam thing they put in each corner and you tried to hit it? Now they have electronic things that light up. And you they gotta would like, hit certain ones because the styrofoam would explode, and you get pieces of styrofoam all over the ice, but and you have to clean it up. But that's what looked cool. Was you, <laughs> the slow mo of the puck hitting it, just boom! This like chunks of it going everywhere. Now it just hits a little screen. One year they didn't even have a real net; they just had a big touch sensitive screen that they were shooting at, yeah, and yeah. it barely worked. Like it showed players were hitting the targets clearly, and it wasn't registering. It yeah, was no, awful. I remember that. Yeah. So a- anyway, come on, NHL, do better. Give us goalie shootouts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Speaking of ridiculousness. Oh, boy. I want to bring something up real quick. Um, did you guys hear that LeBron and Drake are producing a film about the history of black hockey players? I did. What? Yeah. Yep. I didn't Why? Know this. Why is Le- LeBron, LeBron and Drake? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I've ever heard hockey come out of LeBron's Although, mouth. That's going to be a short movie. Ever. Like, <laughs> just Wayne Simmons. <laughs> The Subans. Evander Kane. Never mind. It's going to be a long story. I was going to say, I want it to open with Evander Kane. (laughs) And then Ryan Reeves fighting him. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it's just Ryan Reeves and Evander Kane. You got the Subans and Joel Ward and a whole bunch of people. Oh, yeah, Joel Ward. Anson Carter. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. But like when I, like LeBron and Drake, really? Yeah, it doesn't really make a lot of sense. (laughs) Yeah, fresh off of his starring role in Looney Tunes. LeBron the producer. LeBron James. Oh, man. Speaking of TV-related media, (laughs) you guys hear that uh, Torts just signed with ESPN, and he's um, going to be an an, uh, analyst? He's going to be an analyst? That is ridiculous. I mean, I love (laughs) it. Is that ridiculous? (laughs) I love it. Putting Torts on TV? (laughs) Yeah. Well, he has been on part-time with TSN before. I've seen him on the panel there. Yeah, no, but, like, this guy refuses to talk to the media and then joins the now media. Now he is the media. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> That's like that you either die a hero or live long <laughs> enough to see yourself become the villain. Exactly, yeah. I'd like to see that instead. Don't have him on the panel. Put him in the locker rooms. Have him interview other coaches oh and just get God. totally up in their faces. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Goes to the Calgary coach and just punches. <laughs> <laughs> charges the podium. <laughs> I'd love to see that. I'm holding Torts back by his dress. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Torts is trying to climb onto the fucking stage. <laughs> yeah, I'd have Giordano run security. All right. Well, then, uh, why don't we start our inbox portion of the show? Yeah. Um, We've got a few uh, sent in from our listeners. Um, Again, you can always send us your hockey-related questions to our inbox on Instagram. Uh, We throw up a story every Wednesday evening, and if you want, you can always message us there. um, Or just send us a DM straight into our podcast account, and uh, we will get to it on the next episode of the podcast. All right, a uh, question from our listeners. Um, Devil, longtime fan and listener of the show, asks, why is it that the Canucks tend to draft European prospects rather than domestic North American prospects? Hmm, I wonder. <laughs> well, I, I wouldn't say that we necessarily draft more imports. I would just say we tend to take them higher up for whatever reason. Well, you <laughs> Did you just say- fucking call human beings imports? <laughs> Can you not do that? <laughs> no, they're not like parcels. No, no they're not. Like, they're not putting them in with, the mail. No, with reference to the NHL draft, guys that aren't certified local boys are imports. <laughs> right. oh, yeah. I just, I just picked up a new skyline and I imported it. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm and like, it came with Elias Pettersson. <laughs> Sorry. What a, what a deal. I didn't think there was anything wrong with that. You could, you could call them overseas players, foreign players. Yeah, that's like what I meant. European players, not Im- imports. imports. I can't say imports. Okay. I, I think you can. All right. Sure. I mean, we, I guess we know what you mean. It just sounds funny. Okay. Well, I think the reason we draft European slash Russians really high up is just because we've always had that culture. Uh, going back quite a ways, our best players have usually not been North American. Uh, 
when you look at the most skilled Canuck in the 90s, it's Bury. The early 2000s, the, uh, Marcus Nasland. Uh, the late 2000s, early 2010s, the Sedins. The late 2010s, Elias Pettersson. It seems like always our best players tend to, to be from European. Sweden. <laughs> yeah, they're usually Swedish. Um, but well, sometimes, yeah, because that's the only people we draft. Yeah. Well, but that's just it, is we do draft other players. We just typically take North Americans in the second round or later. But a lot of times our first-round picks are used on Europeans. I mean, you still get the Bessers, the Horvats, the Jake Vertanens. <laughs> um, but, you know, the... Point proven. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think maybe we just decided to stick with Europeans after we had two first-round picks and we used them on Jake Vertanen and Jared McCann. Yeah, you also what, forgot to mention Ole Ulevi. I did forget to mention Ole Ulevi, but that's that's a well. I think a lot of people forget to mention Ole Ulevi. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Oh, uh, Pod Colson. Yep, Pod Colson. Yeah, that's a good one. Anyway, we hope another yeah. great question, Devil. Thank you very much. All right, another question from a uh, listener: The Canucks are a playoff team, are they not? If we're talking next year? Yes. Yeah. I could see them making it. OEL's getting us over the hump. Yeah, OEL is the straw that broke the camel's back. We're bringing Mad Sundin back. But in the long term, I think this team's investing too much in the now, and they're going to fall apart. I agree. I agree that they are. But I have to say, because there's nothing I can do about it, all I can do is hope that this core will be strong enough to, to push through. Um, but the answer is yes, I do think we'll make the playoffs next year, but that's not necessarily because we're a good team. It's because we're not the worst team in the Pacific division, which is going to be incredibly weak. We have some of the worst teams in the league all packed into one division. Only two of them made the playoffs at all last year. Uh, I think we are going to make it, but again, that's not so much an accomplishment for us as it is an embarrassment for the rest of the division that we're in. See, I, I disagree in a sense. I agree that we're going to make the playoffs, but I disagree that I, I believe the team is good enough. I think the core is good enough to continue building. Um, I, most of our players are young enough that they are going to keep getting better and better as the years go on, and I think they're going to be able to push to be a contender in a few years. But they're going to continuously make the playoffs for sure. Desperately hope you're right. Well, no, I, I can see them continuously making the I'm playoffs. right. Trust me. Okay. Stanley Cup in the next five years. I'm calling it right now. I can see them Clip it. making the playoffs. I cannot <laughs> see them. Once uh, they trade for Borowski, we're good. Oh, my. <laughs> no. All right. Oh, one bad contract after another. Yeah, I don't think I don't think right now is a good time for that. Um, what do we think the NHL will do to discipline Evander Kane? Um, I mean, if the investigation goes through and it's proven that he was betting on himself, especially to lose. Send him to Buffalo. (laughs) (laughs) A sentence worse than death. Send him to Buffalo. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, No, I I think if that stuff, if they investigate that and it comes out true that he was betting on himself to lose, I think he has played his last game in the NHL. And honestly, I don't even know if the K would take him because that affects your playing career so much. I don't know if a team in the K would even be interested. Yeah. I don't see him going to the K. Um, does Matthew... Stop with the Leaf shit! <laughs> hey, does you do realize now it's just going to be all of the Leafs. I know. I shouldn't have said anything. Stop it. Does Matthews win just... the Rocket next year? I'm going to say probably. There's... Uh, um... No, Ovechkin bounces back. You know what? I'm going to go off the board. Kirill Kaprasov. What? Dude, that guy's going to be playing in Russia. Oh, my God. I think he can do it. You know what? You guys, you watch. What's the equivalent of the Rocket in the KHL? He might win that. The Rocket. (laughs) (laughs) You win the Rocket. I don't speak Russian. (laughs) (laughs) No, I meant the equivalent of the award, not the word. I don't know. (laughs) For the translation. probably the same thing. (laughs) Okay. Um, (laughs) LA looking good down the road. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, very far down the road. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think four or five years from now, they're a playoff team. Seven, eight years, they're a cup contender. But Well, they... I mean, they just signed Edler. <laughs> yeah, three and a half million. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah, so uh, not going to be great next year, but they signed Edler. Would you rather block a Chara shot, a Weber shot, or fight Bob Probert eight times? Who's oh the guy God. asking questions about Bob Probert? <laughs> <laughs> I'm... 
I'm taking the fight. Really? I would rather get my face bashed in for eight rounds right. than to break my tibia and fibia and every other <laughs> ibia. <laughs> All my ibias? <laughs> I think it depends how far away from the shot you are. Nah, I don't even care. Whether you're wearing gear. I, I think I'd rather break all my ibias just because it's once and it's over. You're not getting punched repeatedly in the face. What's wrong with a little Wait a minute. Legs? Like if you're if you're able to fight back in the fight. Yeah, hundred percent. Okay, then maybe. Okay, maybe for you guys <laughs> getting I'm fucking whaled on guys' like. size. That's not gonna work for me. I I'll take the shot. I gotta fight, so I'm good. Okay, I yeah. yeah. I think you know what? Looking back at it, I'd probably take the fight. Because you could just also, like for you, you could just like turtle, you know? You could let him just lean into you a bit, but you'd be fine after a while. Do you think the Montreal Canadiens can go all the way next year? No. no. Not even close. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. No, no, not happening. No. Last year was a fluke. <laughs> Absolute fluke. But they have good foundations, and they will get back to the top of the mountain with the core group that they're building. But I wouldn't be holding my breath for that next year. Uh, thoughts on a Pearson trade? I would like to do that. I would love it. I don't even care if we get nothing back. Yeah, yeah. Easy. Like, what's the trade though? Like, well, what that, if yeah. what if the trade was like Pearson for like Will, or, uh, Eric Carlson? Like, no. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I would take it. You would take Eric Carlson's eleven point five million dollar cap hit. Yeah, for Pearson. Yep. Right. And as long as they threw in a little sandpaper, we're good. You know, Benny, <laughs> as long as they threw in a Vander Kane. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Eric, Eric Carlson and a Vander Kane <laughs> for <laughs> Pearson and OEL. Was Sundin the best Canuck ever? No. Yes. Louis Erickson was. <laughs> Actually, I was, I was Matt Sundin's first ever signature as Vancouver Canuck. <laughs> I'm dead ass. I know, and you've told me that a few times. <laughs> well, why don't you tell our listeners how you got Canucks legend Matt Sundin's autograph? <laughs> I was just, I was just around, and then he was there. Around like, wait, this is the worst story ever. <laughs> I was just I chilling, and so did like, he. He's like, <laughs> chilling he's like, he's in like, my basement like, when Matt Sundin came in. <laughs> yeah. <It's> like, like, <laughs> he, he knocked on my front door. He came in. He's like, "Yo, you want a signature?" No. Um, <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> and then he signed no, my, goodbye. And then he and then he signed my shit anyways. Like, okay. no, no, no. I was um, I was at that first Canuck practice after he got traded there, and he went straight to the rink. And uh, yeah, and then I was the only person there, so he signed my stuff. And there was pictures all over the uh, Canucks website. And so yeah, it's official. I have the pictures. I got proof. That's pretty cool. All right. Well, thanks so much for all the questions, guys. That was a lot of fun. Um, but I guess that only leaves us with one more thing to do. Oh, yeah. Look at the time. I guess we should probably jump into Tyler's surprise, surprise headline. headline. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this uh, is your fault. How did that become a thing? <laughs> That's the best <laughs> intro music ever. Uh, I got to delete that. <laughs> all right, Marcus. <laughs> Let's lead him in. It'll make you laugh. It'll make you cry. Might make you take a shit on your neighbor's lawn. It's Tyler's surprise headline. Oh, oh yeah. That again. Great. <laughs> yeah. Go for it, bud. Man with no hands or. <laughs> <laughs> All right, keep going. Keep going. No, no, no restart. Restart. Or legs is armed and on the run. <laughs> <laughs> like a riddle he doesn't have hands but he's armed he doesn't have legs but he's on the run Ow! what what did he do dude this is the best one uh, a quadruple amputee is wanted for murder of his parents how the fuck did he kill them he's got arms or legs it'd be like fighting a bowling ball The 30-year-old has reportedly been on the run since the start of the week and is said to be armed. Police say that the Disney World worker... Oh, my God. <laughs> this is Florida. This is Florida. It's Disney it World. It's Florida. Florida. Split from his wife and moved into his parents' house last week when they found both his mom and 
father dead. Okay. <laughs> okay. How did he kill? So, how did he? How did he kill him? Uh, it doesn't go into that great oh, detail. No. <laughs> like what? What could he have done? <laughs> but apparently, he was not a person of interest at first. So oh, I guess why? Why? Yeah, how could he be? <laughs> oh my god. Uh, my thing is like, okay, he's on the run. Usually when you're on the run, you're like driving a car or on the bus or like something. But I mean, I guess he could be on the bus. Around. Well, he, he's booking it with a gun. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I don't know what's going on over there, but I guess that uh, that split up from his wife was uh, oh my God. pretty, uh, pretty detrimental. Like, like, what do you do? Just like try to sneak into people's trunks as they're driving away, or something? Like, how? But how do you do anything? You have no legs. You have no hands. Maybe he has prosthetics. But like, even at that point, all four of them, like, that's some good coordination. Yeah. My God. <laughs> I just, I need to know how did this guy kill two people? He, he shot them with no limbs. But <laughs> he was like holding a gun in his mouth. <laughs> Well, well so no, what like he pulled the trigger with his elbow? Just, no, you you can't even <laughs> get your elbow to your mouth. What? He probably has some prosthetic hands or something. Yeah. But he was able to pull the trigger, and now he's on the run. All right. Well, <laughs> real. So this is this is like present. This is happening now. Oh yeah, he's. <laughs> well, we will update you on next week's episode. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> As to the limbless yeah. murderer. Yeah, the first. Second part of Tyler's surprise headline. Yeah, part one of two. Yeah, <laughs> stick around for next week's episode. Guess let's end it there. Thanks for joining us on episode eighteen of the Vancouver Boys Podcast. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at the Vancouver Boys Podcast, on TikTok at the same handle, or new this week, you can find us on Twitter at the Vancouver Boys Podcast. That's D A Vancouver Boys podcast there's no podcast at the end of that handle oh it's just the vancouver boys the vancouver, vancouver boys, boys. so Hell yeah that's where you can find us if you want to send us an email you can send us an email at vancouver boys hockey at gmail.com and um yeah if you want to get in touch with us send us a dm but that will do it for this one thank you so much for hanging out with us see you on the next one peace maybe he bit them a lot the twist in the story is it's a crocodile it's <laughs> just a crocodile i was gonna say this is like fighting a piranha out of water it's fucking flopping around trying to bite you <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I'm so oh, glad man. you did not click that button. <laughs> yeah, right? Oh, you did? Oh, I was yeah, afraid I you did. Stop recording. I was afraid you did. <laughs> okay. Dude, that's oh, wicked. Oh, my God. Maybe he bit <laughs> them a lot. <laughs> that's gold, man. Uh, that's man. gold. <laughs>